We like what we know. Bodies like what they know. They like to smoke, they like to smoke. They, we're just kind of like in what's called homeostasis. So it's comfortable. And then you think that's good. But really growth happens outside of the comfort zone. It happens when you open up to what are the possibilities. And that's the fun part. Hi, and welcome to the All Too Well podcast. I'm your host, Erica Huss. I'm a wellness entrepreneur, a wellness expert, and your wellness whisperer here to make your journey towards better health just a little more comfortable and a little less cringy. And we are diving into some really fun stuff today. Uh, This is a conversation with Joan Teasdale, who is a master hypnotherapist. She is my hypnotherapist. We have worked together uh, on a personal uh, session basis for uh, on and off for the last year and a half, I would say. I've probably done, I don't know, a dozen sessions with her at this point. We will talk about that in the episode. But she has really, truly had a fascinating life and story that has led her to doing this incredible work that she does. She has worked with thousands of patients over the span of her career. Um, she has she has a diploma in with honors in clinical hypnotherapy from the Hypnosis Motivation Institute in LA. She has lived all over the world, really, uh, in varying degrees of her career. And she just does incredible work with the subconscious and really helping people to get into that state where you can kind of tap into the subconscious and allow your mind to just truly expand. And I find it so fascinating. Every time I have a session with her, I come away with just some really exciting threads to pull and new learnings and and ideas to explore. And I still don't really understand exactly what's happening during that time. And and you'll hear us talk about it. And actually you will also hear, we do a little exercise together where she actually does put me into a mini hypnotic state trance, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I would recommend you not listen to that part if you are driving a car or if you are, then maybe turn it down or just don't pay as close attention because if you are in a place where you're able to kind of unwind and let go for a second, I would encourage you to do the exercise with me. It's just an example of the way that she will speak and guide you into a slightly different state. And it's truly fascinating, very exciting stuff. And I cannot wait to share this chat with you. Please enjoy my conversation with Joan Teasdale. Okay, so we will get started and jump in. Officially, I want to welcome you, Joan Teasdale. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Erica. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be here. It's nice to see you. And uh, full disclosure for anyone who is listening, you have been my, we have worked together in a hypnosis practice, hypnotherapy practice, which I would actually like you to you know, talk about the difference between those two words, if there is a difference. So we we have a prior history. Um, and the reason that I wanted to invite you for this conversation is because I'm so fascinated with the work that you do. Um, and I think you're quite good at what you do. And um, I just want to share with people that this is I think it's an area of, you know, some mystery and curiosity for a lot of people and whether it fits into wellness with a capital W or just kind of another tool for people to use for some self-exploration, I think remains, you know, open for discussion. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of introduce you to the world because I I really love working with you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think I heard a first question in there and that was uh, hypnotherapy versus hypnosis. Yes. Is there a difference? Is that what you're asking? Um, well, hypnotherapy is the therapeutic process of um, helping somebody move from one stage to another where you use hypnosis. Okay. okay. So hypnosis is a tool that you use to get somebody from point A to B. Okay. And see results. And so when somebody refers we- to, you consider your, you are a hypnotherapist. That is the work that you do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. And I feel so, like the word hypnotist sounds a little kind of folksy and old fashioned and almost like something that you would see at like a county fair, you know, somebody that was doing a little bit of like trickery, like the, the word hypnotist, I feel like doesn't really, it doesn't really encompass, you know, the actual therapeutic element of this so much as I think it evokes a little trickery. Well, um, 
Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> and I don't you I don't use the word hyp, hypnotist very often, but everyone that does hypnosis is a hypnotist. Yeah. Um it's more therapy is a realm that's kind of uh, claimed by psychotherapists and you know that type of therapy and they like to distinguish okay between the two, but it's all therapy and however we get there is good. Yeah. So um hypnotist and the kind of mystery or um, people not knowing what it's about mostly comes from Hollywood and the movies that we um, have seen. Mostly all my clients have seen and I haven't seen as many of them. So they have um, they have a Hollywood point of view of that. Oh, we can do this and you're going to do anything that um, the hypnotist mm-hmm. <laughs> says. Mm-hmm. And that would be kind of trickery in a way. Yeah. Um, but with hypnotherapy, you're helping somebody therapeutically move through an issue or a problem. Um, and that's the other thing that people mostly think that, oh, I, in hypnosis, you're going to learn how to quit smoking or uh, manage um, body image and, you know, weight loss, uh, things that you want to say goodbye to, mm-hmm. things that um, aren't great. So the other part of hypnosis is the growth and um, just exploration that you can find out um, how good you can be. And that's part of the goal to see how can you be the best version of yourself. So it's usually cleaning up with holding and then moving forward to how can I do the best? Yeah, like you're cleaning, doing. <laughs> cleaning up what's holding you back. I think that's that's interesting. And I, I think it's a good point of distinction because, uh, you know, the, the disclosure for me is I didn't go to you because I wanted to stop a specific behavior. It wasn't about, you know, quitting a behavior or a habit or anything like that. It was you were recommended to me very highly by somebody else who has seen you for a long time. And it was very much in the latter of what you just said, the growth element of, okay, you're at this place in your life where you feel like you're taking a look around. I mean, I'd be curious to know, um, you know, how many, how many people you see that are in their, you know, early, mid, late forties and maybe going through some hormonal changes and all of that. But, um, I think it is a point where we get to where we feel either stuck or confused or at some sort of crossroads and by whatever means necessary, tapping into a different layer of our brain and our consciousness um, can help to unlock those things and move it forward. And before we dive into all of that, just very quickly, can you share a little bit about your background, which I think is also fascinating and how you got to into this, and then we'll go forward from there. All right. Um, Well, I had a a career prior to hypnotherapy, and that was uh, commercial photography. Um, When I was time when when I was in college the only thing I liked was shooting pictures and my one photography class and that led to um probably by mid 20s I started working in photography and then had a 35 year awesome career where I shot for larger companies mostly fashion lifestyle so you'd go on location for a week to beautiful places and you know this was after 10 years of all the hard work behind me then I got all these great jobs <laughs> And support people to help you um, create imagery, um, to create images that the client would use to sell their products. So my job was to go on location. We work with people, models and hair, makeup, styling. So everybody was there. And my job was to make the picture look good. So pulling all the elements that were there and um, evoking emotion from the person um, in order to um, evoke emotion from the buyer. <laughs> but I didn't think of it that way. It was just like, I got to make beautiful pictures, have fun. And I've got a backup team behind me. Um, it was awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better job. And everyone said, you know, they go on vacation where I work. <laughs> like I in Hawaii on the beach and see people I knew and they're like, Hey, we're here on vacation, but you're working. How does this happen? <laughs> um, so, but at a certain point, um, I was not losing interest, but not feeling stimulated enough. And also we hit um, 2007, 2008, and the everything shifted in the economy and the photography world shifted. And I moved to Southern California to just reinvigorate my photography career. Of course, I was unmotivated and I went mountain biking every day and I passed the sign on the 101 highway that said College for Hypnotherapy. So I might have passed it and driven by it for 
three months. And then one day I called and I went in and I thought, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And I'm usually like that. If I find something I like, I know it's it and that's it. (laughs) And that was the beginning. I gave myself a year to, you know, kind of take um, the course was took a year to complete was um, created for a lot of um, professionals that were doing it after work. And um, so the program did take up roughly a year to complete. And I took every extra added course I could, including imagery. So your inner imagery, your subconscious mind um, communicates with images and pictures, not logic. Okay. So in a sense, I hadn't recognized it at the time, but what I do with somebody now is we go into their inner world. We bring up the images, the pictures, rearrange and look at yourself in a whole different way. So we make you beautiful on the inside and then you see it expressed in your world outwardly, as opposed to the old world, snap, 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 you be beautiful out here. And now (laughs) you're still messed up inside. (laughs) So it's really actually really really um yeah like you look at the picture you look at instagram and you see everybody's stories looking so beautiful and then oh it wasn't really it didn't really (laughs) wasn't projecting the truth so um it's really been an amazing experience and um the people that i meet and the um just being able to take them through the process of looking at themselves in a different way and kind of reframing you know, their mind of pictures and imagery um, and seeing themselves moving forward in a different way. And there's endless journeys to go on and it's kind of a never ending process of what you can do. It's so, so fascinating um, that, that it just sounded like, well, first of all, I envy that quality in anybody who can just see the thing and say, this is it, this is it. Cause I feel like I do that, you know, maybe three times a day. <laughs> I still am, you know, feeling things out and I I stay with something for a really long time or I stay with something for an hour and there's really no rhyme or reason to it. But um but just what you're saying about that evoking that imagery, I think that's it's so fascinating that those two worlds for you just completely collided into this. Um and it is so true. It really is about and you've said it a million times to me in a session and I would love for you to kind of expound on it as well. It's like it's all about the stories that we tell ourselves. And in, you know, hearing that, that's a phrase that we use commonly now in this kind of, you know, self-help conversation. But more specifically, it's it's not just the stories that we tell ourselves, but to your point, those stories are really constructed of images because that's what is our, you know, our memory consists of you flash back to something and it's not words that you see, it's actual flashbulb kind of imagery in our minds. Um, so the fact that you're able to, you know, start with a career in that yeah. and then leverage that from the inside out, like you said, is just, it's, it's amazing. And it's no wonder well, that you're. That's, I mean, uh, wasn't planned consciously. Well, I was going to say, it seems like maybe it was. Just... <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize until afterwards I was kind of piecing it all together and I was like, oh, wow, I'm doing the same thing, but on the inside of somebody, we're, we're delving into their inner world as opposed to the outer world. And then it became more powerful to me that, wow, these things that I choose have a reason. And I think I, I don't choose a whole lot of things that I do, but what I do choose, I love. And I always know it, you know, because if I'm going along, I think, you know, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. No, 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 no. There it is. That's what I want. It just like hits like Bam, I'm doing that. And I love that because then um, there's kind of no hesitation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like with anybody having the experience of doing, you know, of really connecting and being on that exact vibration with whatever it is that you're seeking is uh, there's nothing like that. So, so that, <laughs> let's talk a bit about like what is actually involved. If you can talk a little bit about the science of it, like what happens during hypnosis, during hypnotherapy, what, what is actually happening to us? Okay. Well, first off, we're going to um, take um, hypnosis and I mean, hypnosis is in a way it's everything it's being suggestible to a thought and we're all suggestible to thoughts all day long. And we all love our thoughts better than anything else. And that's why we usually, you know, get stuck because we see stuff, we see everything from our own perspective. Okay. So, so a trance is like a state of an awareness, right? And in hypnosis, we go into trance, but we're in trances all day long. So it's really not that different, except that 
What we do love to do is get somebody very relaxed so that they absorb the information. But you don't have to be too relaxed. You just have to want it. So, I mean, I could be hypnotizing you here with our your eyes open. Just It just means you'd be receptive to the things that I was saying and you liked it and it was helping you to move. Okay. But the fun part really is, is when you drop deeper and you feel like you're in a no time, no space place. Right. And, um, but the effect, um, can happen if you're in a light trance or what they call a deeper trance. <laughs> and I just heard someone say, well, why not a wide trance? Why not a this trance? Everything is a trance. Mm -hmm. Um, but really actually what happens is, um, when the body starts to relax, the brain waves slow down. Okay. And then you drop into a more receptive state. So we're talking in beta here now. And that's conscious awareness. And if you start to drift off a little bit and get overly a little more relaxed, you drop into alpha, then theta, then delta. And they even go down to gamma and, you know, something beyond that. Um, so different states of feeling more like you're no body. And that's very fun to, you know, feel like, um, you know, you're spread out in a way or there's air between all of you or that, you know, or you get time distortion, you know, you could be in hypnosis for half an hour and you think it was five minutes or the other way around. Um, and so that's how you, well, what happens is when you get someone relaxed, then their subconscious mind opens up so you can speak to the subconscious all right so we're basically there's two spheres our logical thinking mind and our subconscious feeling body and the most important thing to know is that your thinking mind is only five percent of total mind capacity where your feeling body is 95 and when you think that your feeling body is directed by the emotions that you feel and that you have felt throughout your life. <laughs> so in a way, your subconscious is making all the choices for you because most of what's happening in life is happening beneath your awareness. So if we're aligned and calm and clear and we can stay calm and clear and make really good choices, then yeah, you could, you know, not react from out of old emotions, okay, or old beliefs. But what happens is we live in a we live in a fast-paced life and people get stressed. And when you're stressed, you know, you <clears throat> your subconscious takes over and it reacts from how it's learned. Okay. So we learn out of growing up and most of the programming that's most of the emotions and reactions programmed in the subconscious happen under the age of eight. That's kind of where we get our base knowingness about who we are. And then once that's in there, we energetically seek that same type of thing. That's why you say, why do I keep getting that over and over again? Because you're being it, okay? The thoughts in your mind are creating the uh, feelings in your body and your subconscious is getting the message. That's what she wants, mm -hmm. okay? So um, you're feeling left out or sad or lonely, and you had that when you were young and, you know, you repeated those actions over and over, those feelings and behaviors over and over. Your subconscious got the message. She likes being lonely. I'm going to make sure she's lonely. So um, it doesn't know right, wrong, good, bad, fantasy or reality. It only knows what you've told it. So th then you're run by something beyond your smart thinking mind and your smart, you know, brilliant mind is what um, needs to choose the direction. And then you need to get your subconscious to follow and believe. Okay. So that's what hypnosis does. It gets the big mind, your subconscious mind on board with your brilliant conscious mind that like you saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this new project. And, um, then you have to, if you know, you see it coming into fruition, your subconscious is believing. If you have blocks, it's not working. You go down there to see how you can change old beliefs. Mm -hmm. So anything learned is, um, is um, you can unlearn and relearn. And that's also what hypnosis does. So 
It's so Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of it in the context of both, you know, the work that you and I have done. And I certainly know, I remember you talking about, you know, that, that sort of very critical period up to age eight. And I think, unfortunately for many of us out there, you know, if you grew up in a home where there were, you know, there was some sort of family dynamic around you that was, you know, not peaceful, um, up until that age, I think a lot of us kind of bring that with us, which obviously is impacting all of us as, as adults. I'm curious to know, so I'm thinking about it in that context, and then I'm trying to also think about it in the context of more specific, you know, behavioral habit kind of, th- like smoking, for example. So how does uh, that incubation period, if you will, or whatever you want to call that, that period of zero to eight years, say, connect to a behavior that you clearly only do as an adult smoking. I mean, there's no eight-year-olds walking around smoking for the most part. So what what is the connection there? How do those two things reconcile that when you are able to get in and help somebody change that behavior? Or I mean, what is the relationship there, I guess, is my question. Okay, first off, um, I think that everybody has something that they need to uh, work through. (laughs) I mean, come from a highly traumatic growing up or someone could have had a seemingly, oh, wow, they had a great family, but they still have some things that hold them back. They got messages. Okay, so what they so when you're what happens is under eight, you don't have a logical mind. So when stuff happens under eight that you that feels disturbing, you don't have the ability to express and say, hey, help me through this. And sometimes parents don't have the ability to go to have the conversation and walk a child through that. And so then that those emotions get stuffed. They don't learn to express and uh, they don't die. <laughs> They're still alive in there and they come up later. Okay, so why do teenagers have problems? Um, It's been stuff and now they're, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, So what was the next part of that question? How do you move through that? Um, Have a recognition and becoming aware of what's going on and um, I'm wanting to change. So somebody that comes for hypnosis has to be willing to change. That means they're willing to look at what do I think? What do I feel? How do I feel that it's impacting me? And what do I want to move to? And everybody's, you know, I think we're all on a journey of that. But when we decide to do it <laughs> is up to each individual. Mm-hmm. And um, something like smoking becomes, you know, it's a physical and emotional addiction. And if it's kind of filled that hole that they never um, filled emotionally and never healed that and, you know, the cigarette or the drink or whatever it is, feels it and you don't um, look at yourself in a new way, it becomes a habit and you think that's who I am. And um, people have a hard time quitting smoking. It's doable, but a lot of them go back to it. So what happens is maybe you quit for a while and then life gets stressful and then someone offers you a cigarette and you can be right back there. So it's sort of the same with everything. It's kind of like going to the gym, like, um, you know, uh, the first couple hypnotherapy sessions uh, would be like going to the gym and getting a trainer and you he'd show you what to do and you could uh, get the feeling that, wow, if I did this routinely, I could change my body. And if I did it for a year, I might look totally different. Same with hypnosis. So you practice what you want to shift and change. Mm-hmm. So basically you're making new associations, linking new behaviors and then repeating, 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 repeating. And hypnosis is kind of the jump start or the fast track mm-hmm. to learning quicker. We like what we know. Bodies like what they know. If they like to smoke, they like to smoke. They we're just kind of like in what's called homeostasis. That means you learn something and that's comfortable. So it's comfortable. And then you think that's good. But really growth happens outside of the comfort zone but we all like comfort because we all like knowing what's going to happen mm-hmm. but the really growth happens when you open up to what are the possibilities and that's the fun part mm-hmm. um so and i think that when someone experiences hypnosis um they actually feel better 
immediately. And then they usually want more. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, I can certainly Next. attest to that <laughs> again. I mean, in, in feeling like it wasn't something as nameable as quitting a behavior or a habit, but a little bit more vague and broad and, and looking for just a shift in my energy and a shift in my focus and a shift in some unhealthy thought patterns that I felt, you know, I wasn't otherwise able to change or to shake. Um, I mean, I think at this point I've done probably 10 sessions with you or something close to that. And you're right. I mean, even after the first one, it wasn't like I felt like a totally different person or everything was new and different and better and magic overnight and anything like that. But it was certainly a shift of awareness, a lightening of energy. I, I remember I always feel that way after I work with you is, is everything feels like it's burning a little brighter. The frequency is a little higher. The, the energy is just lifted. And I think for many people who are dragging around those feelings of real true heaviness for whatever the reason is, then you cannot shake it. It's something like this is so powerful because just as you're describing, yeah. it really just allows the thing that you're not actually able to, or that you can't control just because you want to, uh, something else takes over, uh, which I think is, you know, it's exciting. It's great. It's so helpful. Well, I think you described it very well. And it basically is a shifting of the energy in your body. And so many people uh, live with low-grade anxiety and they just think that's what normal life is. And then when they have hypnosis, they go, oh, I don't think I've ever relaxed like that. So that's an awakening. And then that's, you know, a little opening to what could be. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, so getting into a little bit more of the 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 nuance of it, I I mean, I think certainly in the work that we've done and I, in, in other, I've listened to other interviews and, and read up a little bit on other, you know, other, um, hypnotherapists in their work, a lot of, you incorporate a lot of, again, it's visualization, it's imagery, it's the more specific, the better, but you also, you really do focus on that conversation around, I know it's a very triggering word for a lot of people, but that manifestation, whatever you want to call it, the visualization of what your future self will be. And right. I mean, this is not something that is unique to the hypnotherapy conversation. There's a lot of talk about manifestation, whether you're talking about, you know, the, the vision boards and things like that, that have nothing to do with hypnotherapy. So do you feel like hypnotherapy is the most powerful tool to, to achieving some of that, or can we, do you, do you see the value in going about it another way? Or do you feel like this is really the ultimate way to access that, that piece of us that allows us to say, I can fully believe, and it goes back to something you said earlier, and I know this is kind of a confusing three-part question, and I'm sorry, but uh, it goes back to something you said earlier, which I've also heard a lot. The subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy, between fiction, between right, wrong, et cetera. So whatever you tell it, it's going to believe. And therefore, if you tell your subconscious that in five months' time, your career is exactly where you want it to be, et cetera. Whatever your goal is, those are the things that are happening and it believes it, then it's that much closer to actually making it happen. Is that... So can you manifest by thinking alone? No. You can think something, I'm going to be this, 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 this. You have to feel it. You have to feel a difference and you have to believe in it. So the spirit in you that guides you, your intuitive nature or whatever we want to call it, you want to... Uh, kind of have that on board um, if you want it faster. Um, so you have the life your subconscious believes in is a wonderful way of putting it. Mm. So how is your life showing you that you have what you want? I mean, there's the manifestation in action when you're getting what you want, okay? But it mostly... So, but I, I see a lot of things where people think, oh, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down and um, create it, think it, but really it's a feeling job. So that's where you get your subconscious on board. So your subconscious and your unconscious is in one way, it stores every memory that you've ever had from your whole life and the emotion 
attached, emotion linked. But beyond that, you want to think of it as a connectivity that all that is available to us from the universe. So in a way, when you manifest, you're kind of saying a prayer. <laughs> Dear universe, allow these feelings. So, so you have to you have to imagine the feelings, so to say, what it would it feel like to have this amazing life. And it's not about I want a car, I want a house, I want nice clothes. It's about how would I feel? I want to be filled with love, joy, compassion. I want to help people. I want to do my life purpose. I don't know what it is, but it's something. That's the feeling job. So when you start living in what might it feel like, then you're open to more what you could than you could ever possibly think of. Okay, because you're in your thinking your mind. Let me just scoop back to the beginning. Your thinking mind, 5%, subconscious 95. So if you're thinking of where you want to go, you've just denied yourself 95 of where you could go to. So that's why you want to go beyond what you can think about. That's why you'd have hypnosis. So when people start doing imagery sessions over time, I take them to places and guide them and they tell me where they go. And I've guided thousands of people and the places they go, no one ever goes the same places. And they, I hear amazing, wonderful stories of what happens in people's minds. So that's what they are connecting to. They're connecting to what they are beyond themselves. <laughs> okay. I like that manifesting, not thinking, oh, I'm going to want this. I'm going to think it. I'm going to think it, think it, think it. And yeah, that does come through in a lot of stuff because it's just going to. There's, you know, you know, you need a pink blouse to go with something and then you go to the store and there it is. You know, that happens. But um, on a, a bigger, deeper level of, you know, feelings um, and bringing, you know, a sense of connection and awareness and just uh, having life on a deeper level mm -hmm. um then you want to i say i have people imagine or even write the feelings what would that be like okay so then you're 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 giving your subconscious or the universe the message this is what i want in my life so back to your head the thinking all thoughts create a feeling which all thoughts create an image which create a feeling and that's what you want to stir the feeling so the thoughts in your head and the pictures in your mind do evoke the images in your subconscious. But you want to, I like the feel and, mm -hmm. and really emphasizing the feel over, I think it, over, I think it. Mm -hmm. So I love that. does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And it, it, it makes complete sense. And it's fascinating to me. And it, it's, I just get excited about it because it, feels so tangible, even though it is so abstract, it feels very achievable, I guess. Well, in a way it's natural and it's our, in our innate ability to um, dream up and imagine. And imagine means feelings too. So <laughs> uh, thinking doesn't, thinking evokes feelings. But so when you get a thought and sort of a, it, it creates that feeling your subconscious, it's kind of like you're giving your, your subconscious a command. Like, go seek what I'm asking for. And um, it goes in ways that you don't know. And that's where synchronicities happen in your life when suddenly you bump into somebody and or you get an intuitive hit. This is me. This is mine. It's not coming from me. It's coming from somewhere else. This is mine. I'm grabbing this one. It there's so much more there than what you could possibly ever think. And that's where we come up with our brilliant ideas. So we send the messages out there, relax, let go of them and hope they show up. <laughs> and hypnosis is a practice of, or hypnotherapy is a practice of taking somebody to those places so they can experience more of what they already know they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So self so feeling themselves in a different light. Okay, taking a very different sharp turn, but I'm so curious for your take on this. I think we've talked about it briefly once before, but there is a department, I guess, an area of hypnotherapy that deals with, certainly with trauma, but even more specifically in dealing with trauma, um, this notion of past life regression 
And I'm so curious for your take on it. I think we talked about it once when I had first read that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, and I actually listened to it. Uh, and I couldn't, it was, it, it blew my mind just what this, this man was, was talking about that happened with this, this patient of his. And if people are listening and they're not familiar with the book, I just encourage you to not even think twice about it, but just go and check it out. But, I, but well, I say that, but now I actually want your take before I encourage that for anybody. But what are, what is your experience yeah. with that? And what are your opinions and, and, and take on it? Okay. First I read that book quite a while ago. And then when you mentioned it, I did, I did it on audible. So I listened and, and oh my gosh, yes, it does blow you away. And um, <clears throat> so deep inside of us, I mean, okay. It's a belief system. If you believe that you've had past lives, but this woman that was a patient had no idea about past lives. And, you know, it was brought up. She had 82 past lives, right? Something like that. And they were very powerfully, powerful memories. So in her hypnotic experience with um, her hypnotherapist, who was probably a psychotherapist that used hypnotherapy because he couldn't access and, and help her in other ways. And... She dropped very deeply and had memories of many, many lives that he took the notes on over time. And there were correlations to his own life that she knew things about his life that she never, ever could have known that solidified his belief in all of this. So we, you know, I think all of us probably at times we we get feelings that there's stuff that's happened that we don't know about where it comes from. We don't know. So when I went to school for hypnotherapy in that year, um, I did take a, you know, past life regression, you know, a little block there. So one, they're fun to go on. (laughs) They, if they give you what you need to move forward in your life, whether they're real or not, okay, is therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So I take it from that aspect, like, because there's no, you know, there's no proving until we leave this earth. And then <laughs> when we're in between lives and, and then Zoom, you're back down and you're in the life and you don't know you're in the life. So, but yes, many lives, many masters stimulates that, wow, where have we come from? And um, so that's exciting and that is fun. Um, do I do a lot of past life regression? Can I do them? Yes. Do I do a lot not necessarily, more like future progression. Mm -hmm. So it's more like, how can we move through here and now? And then where are we going? Uh, That kind of thing. And if you don't set any kind of intention or direction to what you want, then your subconscious is, is kind of leading the way out of what it thinks that you want meaning the emotions that are running in your body. Okay. So, um, so once you get the idea that, oh, I'm in charge of how I feel and that can steer the direction of your life, people start to shift because then they realize, well, why have I wasted all this time thinking about something that's not getting me anywhere? So we learn to stop that and move forward. So I've taken it from past lives into future lives, but no, it's very, very, um, thrilling and it's really fun when you're with individuals that can actually channel spirit and bring that into a room that you're in and you hear it and they say they tell you about you know you know people that you know that have gone and that there's a connection there it really opens you up to wow there's so much more than yeah. here on yeah. earth <laughs> yeah I so, think and I love that there's so much more than here, I think, is is the theme of all of this. And we don't have any reason to, there's not enough proof that the opposite is true, which for me is enough to say, okay, well, then I buy it. If you can't prove right. that it's not possible, then it, by, by that logic, it's possible, which I choose to believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that book just absolutely, I mean, I've recommended it to so many of my friends that started in right around the same time so we could talk about it together because to your point, yeah, it was written, he was an MD. He was a doctor, a medical doctor, having no interest in, you know, otherworldliness or consciousness or anything like that. And he was the last one to actually believe this stuff until he had no choice but to actually believe it because there was no other explanation. Right. Because he knew, she knew something about him unconsciously 
yeah. about his existing life. And that was the proof for him yeah. because it could have been someone's imagination gone well. But I'll tell you the first past life regression I did do, I was kind of in shock because the woman was a warrior in another time. She was like a general in an army from long ago. And the, our teacher was going along in the room. Everyone was taking someone, you know, there were 20 past life regressions going on next to each other. Cause you know, you just get in like that. She's going around and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, here's this person that has in this day now has guilt and they've, they've, they've been in wars. They've done all kinds of stuff. Um, she just go, go slow. And we brought a lot up and out. And I was in quite shock for that came up out of a first session in a past life regression. Yeah. So, um, Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to sure make a note that the next time we work together, we're going to maybe do some <laughs> on exploration there because <laughs> I'm so curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, now that you've had many sessions, you know how to go deep. So exactly. it's, that's, um, and you know how to allow your imagination to go to, to let it just, to not control it. And that is what hypnosis is, letting go of, you know, of your thinking mind. And that is the hardest thing, certainly for me, I think for many people, just letting go of the need to control all of those things in your brain is nearly impossible. And I thank you for giving me some tools and some keys to being able to trust that you can actually do that. And I think, you know, again, I'm just singing your praises because I love working with you, but you have a, a very uh, kind of soothing approach. And I say this every time because it happens every time, but we spend, you know, a good, I would say 75% of the session, 50 to 75% of the session, just talking. Uh, and then the actually going under is generally only about 10 to 15 minutes usually but it feels like time expands. It feels like it's been hours and hours and hours. And every single time I can hear your voice, I'm very aware of what you're saying and what we're doing. But then as soon as I come out of it, I cannot remember a thing that you said, which I find fascinating because in my brain, I'm like, oh, you're still awake. You're still here. You're still present. And then it all just gets locked back into the vault and you know, the good work begins. It's so, it's so fun and interesting. Well, that's a perfect description of hypnosis in a way. So um, you can hear me. It's like a heightened focus to the exclusion of everything else. And that's what hypnosis is. And you probably have had a lot of time distortion because you're like 20 minutes to half hour in almost every session. So I kind of gauge it. And, uh, you know, 20 usually. Um, but 10 does the trick. Yeah. You don't need to have to. <laughs> That's so cool. So, I mean, we could, a lot of sessions, um, you know, you could speak for 50 minutes, let's do 10 and then, wow, yeah. just changes happen. Go deep. And I should also so. note that everything you do is entirely remote. Do you do any in-person sessions or is everything over Zoom? Um, if people are coming through Wyoming where I mostly are, or if I travel <laughs> and if I'm in New York, um, no, I can do sessions. I still do sessions in an office, mm -hmm. but 90% of it's online yeah. since COVID everybody got in the rhythm of it. And uh, I think mostly, you know, it's just as intimate. See your faces mm -hmm. right there and mine's right here. And it's kind of even more intimate. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, when I have so, you on my laptop and I'm sitting on my bed, all of a sudden it's a very different <laughs> conversation than if I'm sitting in an office with you someplace. So that's, that's very fun. I've seen very many bedrooms in New I York. Bet. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> um, well, I know yes, we're going to run up on time in a minute and we did talk previously if, uh, if there was a way that we could maybe do a little exercise in real time, just to give uh, some sort of an example of something. Uh, so if you're open to that, I would love to do it. Okay. All right. So, well, this is, let's just do this. If you were to clasp your hands together, just, just do this. Which thumb is on top, your right, right or your left? Oh, so that means you're kind of open-minded and smart and da-da-da. Now take your hands apart and clasp them the other way. Oops. So that your and left clasp them the other top. way. Okay. How's that feel? Weird. Did they clasp together? Yeah, it I had feels to work weird. At it. It, yeah, the first time I did it, I was, you know. But now, if you just start to do this, open them up. The more you practice it, 
consciously, it gets easier and easier, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what hypnosis is about. But we can practice in hypnosis so that the body becomes comfortable with the thing that you're doing so that it then it becomes automatic. Uh-huh. So, you know, so you're switching back and forth and you're paying attention to what you're doing and you pace it and you pace it doing it consciously and keep doing that. You might get it wrong, but with practice, it becomes unconscious and I'm just not looking at you. So that's what we do in hypnosis. We teach people to stop doing what they don't want and to start doing what they do want. So maybe, you know, just allow your eyes to close for a minute. All right. So it's kind of like you're getting something to become second nature. You're going to become comfortable about being uncomfortable. So you can deal with whatever shows up in your life. So it's teaching you to get out of your own way. And in the beginning, it's a challenge to pay attention to what you are thinking, feeling, and doing. We get you out of your own way so that you can create new neural pathways in your mind. Yeah. So opening your mind to learning something new, letting new information in. So maybe on your left hand, and maybe you just turn it up even while your eyes are closed, turn that left hand up and be ruthlessly honest about the way you are, your beliefs, your limitations, blocks, obstructions, baggage, attitudes, such as I cannot imagine or visualize or talk in front of groups. I mean, I've had that at times. (laughs) Something that you're thinking and believing, you don't have it. But maybe it shows up. Maybe it shows up as a symbol. And this is the left side that could hold you back from what you can become. Now on the right hand, imagine the way that you want it to be. Open to learning new thoughts, new ideas, new ways. And then you let that info in. Allow your body to absorb it. Willing to listen, willing to learn. Willing to be uncomfortable. Willing to make mistakes. Willing to pay attention willing to set the time aside to do the work, to be the best version of yourself and to surprise yourself with that. Yeah, kind of pleasantly surprise yourself. So there's what we know and what we don't know and what we don't even know we don't know. You haven't a clue of what you don't know yet. And in that, it can be exciting, constantly learning. And I want you to see that version of yourself. So this is a moment of choice and decision for you to make a choice. Do you want to choose what's right or do you want to choose what's left? You get to choose and hopefully you do what's right. So take a deep breath in and bring or pull that right hand into your chest and put it inside of you and let your unconscious know this is what I want. So you're telling your unconscious what you want. You're telling yourself what you want. I want this. And then let go of what no longer serves you anymore. All right. In a moment, you'll open your eyes and come back to the room here. When you're ready. (laughs) I feel like I could have stayed there for so long. 
Yeah, well, that's kind of a new tool. I just did a 16 week after 10 years of working all the ways I've done. I went to a course and learned all, all kinds of things. And, you know, they're going to become more and more automatic for me, too. They're just different ways, different things. So, again, even with hypnosis, there's constant learning and growth. So <laughs> that's the fun of it. It is. It's Pick something so you love so you can keep learning and growing. I love it. Um, okay. Well, this, I don't know. Let's, <laughs> I just feel all kind <laughs> of light. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you got your right hand. You've just told yourself what you want and I have no idea what it is, No, <laughs> but it, it feels good. It does feel good. It does. It was very, uh, yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's very clear imagery, very clear, uh, visualization and I mean I could feel it was weird I felt the difference in my two hands my right hand felt very light and buoyant and the left hand felt so 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 heavy that's really yeah. interesting <laughs> uh, I hope that nobody was listening to that while they were driving but I will definitely make a little disclaimer at the beginning of this episode to make sure that anyone who's listening should be in a safe place <laughs> uh, that's a good thought thank you absolutely um, well, thank you. This has been such a fascinating, not even deep dive, just a great general overview and, and uh, exploration of all of this, all of this amazing work that you do. And I guess the, the point here is that this is amazing work that everybody can do if they have somebody to help them unlock it, which I think is the cool thing here. Well, you can do it by yourself, but you get there better with a guide, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. And, and a lot faster. Everything we do. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Joan. And uh, I will include whatever information you would like uh, if people are interested in connecting with you. Yeah, thank you, Erica. It's been great. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for listening to All Too Well, guys. And as always, I am accepting stars, reviews, all of the above. They don't cost you anything and they mean a lot to me. So if you do have time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and throw me a few stars and, uh, you know, just do a good turn. Thanks. Thanks.